There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show. Bible's high. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app. Let's make the confession of faith together. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just one moment. I want you to go very quickly to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. You're going to have to preach with me today. All right, you have to preach with me today. For all of you criticizers, that should be easy. <laughs> you know, have somebody always criticizing, and then you give them the job to do it, and they can't do it? I think you should do this. I think you should do that. I'm just joking. I know you're not that person. Look at the name and say you look blessed. Say you look favored. Proverbs 11, 24. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Richer there means he flourishes. He gives freely, so he does what? He flourishes. He gives freely, so he what? Flourishes. He gives freely, so he. He gives freely, so he. He gives freely, so he. But another one is stingy. I added that. And withholds what he should give. And watch what happens to him. He only suffers one. Do me a favor. Just look at your neighbor. You're going to look at him at least 10 more times today. So I hope you like him. He needs to be able to fake the funk. Look at him and say, neighbor. Faithful givers do one thing well. They flourish. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would customize, tailor make this word for us, your people, that we will move and walk in what you have ordained today. I declare that there's no hindrance, there's no blockage, nothing is stopping us from hearing and receiving your word today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. This is week four of this series called Fruitful to give practicality to what's been prophesied because you and I are in the year of manifestation. Say manifestation. That is because the number nine prophesies in scripture. There's something called biblical numerology. It's also called gematria. It's the study of the spiritual significance of numbers in your life. And the number nine has this spiritual significance. It's the number of birthing, meaning otherwise God says, I, you have not suffered through pain for nothing. God says, I'm bringing something to birth. And the greatest thing you're birthing in 2019, watch this, is an improved version of yourself. You won't be the same you that used to worry, the same you that used to be frustrated. Watch this stuff that used to make you want to cuss. Now you're going to look at it and conquer. Stuff that used to beat you down, you're going to look at it and say, I was built for that. Uh, somebody say, I'm birthing a new version of myself. 
It is the completion of a cycle. Cycles are coming to an end. Whenever you have a cycle in your life, it implies that there is a circle in your life, which means you're busy, but you're not productive. I need everybody in the room to stop telling people I'm so busy because that could in fact be something negative because being busy doesn't mean you're actually making any progress and it doesn't mean that you're actually being productive. In 2019, God says you're not just going to be busy. Hear me, 915, you are going to be productive, which means you're going to have something to show at the end of the day. All your sweat, all your tears, all those hours. Somebody say, I'm going to have something to show. And finally, it is the number of fruitfulness, which means you're going to have results. It means I've sown, so I'm going to see. I've prayed, so I'm going to possess. I've given, so I'm going to get that thing which I have given toward. Today's message, don't hear me, because while it's called hashtag faithful givers flourish, it's about more than just faithfully giving financially through our tithes. That's the first 10% of any income or offerings. That's everything we give above the first 10%. First fruits, that's what we give and receive a raise, consistent bonus, or start a new job, or our love offerings. It is about, watch this 915, living life as a giver. Because listen to me, if you are stingy, you'll struggle because you're owned by what you own. You missed what I just said. I said, if you are stingy, you're going to struggle because you're owned by what you own. But I think there's some people at this 915 that say, if this is going to be my year of manifestation, this is my year to be fruitful. And to be fruitful, I'm going to have to be a faithful giver because faithful givers, faithful givers. So three points I'm going to give you real quick. One is we get to give. Somebody said we get to give. Not faithfully giving carries a curse. A curse in scripture uh, means an empowerment to fail. I don't want you to get uh, uh, weirded out when I use the term curse, but that's the term the Bible uses. It means an empowerment to fail. Check it out. Listen, an empowerment to fail. Listen, an empowerment to fail. Listen, no matter what you do, you're empowered to do one thing. See, watch this. When there's a curse active in any area of your life, it doesn't matter how much you pray. It doesn't matter how much you rebuke, how much you bind. It doesn't matter how many prayer partners you get to pray for you. If there's a curse working in your life, that means there's an area of your life that is empowered to fail. And when we're not faithfully giving, the scripture says that there's an empowerment there. Bishop, where does it say that? Great question. Malachi 3 and 8. Depending on where you're from, it's Malachi. Three and eight. It says, will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. Woo! God's like, you came in here on a Sunday morning and had a Sunday morning stick up. Robbing is different than being a thief. A thief is in secret. A robber is in open. But you say, how have we robbed you? And here's what God says. In your tithes and contributions, that means offerings. Verse nine. Look what he says. And I want you to read it so that you don't say I said it. Look what he says. One, two, ready to read. And then he says, the whole nation of you. He says, everything attached to you is empowered to fail because you're not a faithful giver. And if that was you, that's over today. If that was you, that's over right here and right now. Verse 10, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Storehouse means church. And thereby put me to the test. Every other area of the Bible, if you test God, it's going to be some, it's, I can't say that. It's going to be trouble. Except with money. Why? Jesus says, wherever your treasure is or your money is, that's where your heart is. Heart in scripture means mind. So let's break it down. Wherever your mind is, that's where your money is. I know where your mind is because that's where your money went. So it's not that God needs our money. No, he needs us. And to have us, he says, I track what you do with your money. Would you just look at your neighbor and say, God checks the books. He checks the books. 
He says, bring the full tithe, verse 10, into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. What's his house? He here specifically is referring to the church. He said, make sure that the church doesn't go without. Don't let my house go without while your house goes with. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. That means the Lord who fights for us. If I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing till there is no more need. You didn't hear what I just said. God says, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing that there will be no more need in your life. Can I help you understand something? God says, I'm going to empower you so that there will not be need in your life. You may be the first person in your bloodline that won't know poverty. You're going to be the first person in your bloodline that doesn't know need. You're going to wake up in the morning, watch this, not because the alarm clock got you up so you can go chase money. When you wake up in the morning, purpose is going to wake you up. Assignment is going to wake you up because I have no needs. Slap somebody and high five. Say, no more needs, no more needs. No, 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 watch this, watch this. Second Corinthians 9, 6. Second Corinthians 9, 6. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and I want you to see what he says as it relates specifically. Say, I get to give. Yeah, we got to change our mentality. We don't have to, we get to. And sometimes, when, especially when it comes to church, we have this mentality of, uh, uh, that, that we don't have anywhere else. You didn't go into Nordstrom's and say they want something from me. You went in there with the expressed intent to spend money. You didn't, y'all not talking to me. You didn't go to the car lot saying, all I want is money for this car. Why don't y'all just give it? Y'all supposed to be givers. No, everywhere else you go, you have the mentality that I get to give it. And so we got to have that same mentality when it comes to God. Y'all not talking to me. Second Corinthians 9, 6. I like how Paul says it in the English Standard Version. That's the version we're using in 2019. And somebody was saying, well, Bishop said, I buy a regular Bible in English Standard Version. I said, well, that's what I'm using in 2019. I may change that in 2020. Because for the past 12 years, I've used New King James Version, so I decided to change it up. Second Corinthians 9, 6. The point is this. <laughs> I like the Apostle Paul because he's like, first of all, <laughs> he says, whoever sows what? Sparingly will reap what? Sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will reap what? Bountifully. So here's sparingly. He says, if you sow a little, you're going to get, if you sow big, you're going to get, God's putting something big into your hands, which means I got to make sure my seed matches my prayer. Y'all not talking. I can't expect God to put something great in my hands if I haven't released something great from my hands. Look at verse 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. That's powerful because here's what he's saying. You need to decide that you get to give. He says the issue here is what you think about it. Watch this, how you feel about it. He says, I don't need you to feel like you, watch this, like like you're hurting because you gave. I need you to feel like you're about to reap because you gave. Yeah, yeah. I don't need you to, I don't need you to feel bad about this. I need you to feel good about this. He says, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Somebody shout, I get to give. And it's bigger than just money, church. You get to give your time. You get to serve. You get to give of your energy and your effort. Every day of your life, you get to give. God has placed you in the earth so that you would be a giver, not just a receiver. So that the world would be better because of the deposits that you left, not just the withdrawals that you made. Watch, 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 watch. We got to finish this. He says, he says, each one must give as he has decided. Say, I get to give. This is, this is a mantra in which I live my life by. I get to give. I don't have an attitude about it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have all these. I don't do all. I get to give. Say, I get to give. Look what he says. Not reluctantly. All right. 
So need a whole hundred to feed the team. They're about to rescue some people. Because some of y'all sat there and you wanted to do it, but you were reluctant. And somebody, you missed out on your breakthrough because you held on to your hundred, not realizing that God had a greater harvest for you. They're about to rescue some people from sex trafficking. I will dare us sit up and have an attitude over a hundred dollars. It got super quiet right there. Not reluctantly, nor under compulsion. God is like, see, your heart ain't right. He says, you think you have to. You don't understand you get to. Come here, church. Say, I get to give. Say it again. Say, I get to give. One more again. Say, I get to give. But now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 8. Or no, let's finish. Let's finish verse 7. Not reluctantly, nor under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful smiling I am very happy to be here you ever had somebody give you something with an attitude and so you're like keep it I don't want it whenever somebody does something for me and I sense that they have an attitude about what they did I quickly help them figure out that I can get somebody else to get it done you need to have that same annoying somebody say I got that same annoying the next time you ask somebody to do something, they have an attitude about it. Just say, I, you know what? Keep it. I'm good. Because watch this. Your heart, watch this. The heart behind what you did ain't going to mess up what it is I'm trying to do. God loves a what? Cheerful giver. Smile. So you're probably 22, 12, 13, 4, aluminum, plastic, whatever you got. Gold. Composite resin. <laughs> Verse 8. And God, here's the shout, is able to make all grace, that means favor. What's favor? Preferential treatment. Abound toward who? You. So that you having all sufficiency in all things at all times may abound in every good work. That verse is so powerful. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. And God is able, which doesn't mean he will. You sometimes are expecting something you've not sown for. So you're expecting a ship to come in that you never sent out in the first place. See, when I'm a giver, it leaves my hand, but it does not leave my life. It may leave my bank account, but baby, it did not leave my blessing account. Because when I have sown, when I give, he'll bring it back to me. Look at verse 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace. Somebody shout favor. Favor is better than money because here's what favor will do. See, money can buy you a lawyer. Favor will get you justice. Favor will have a judge come in and say, what is this? Get this case from out here in front of me. You never should have messed with them in the first place. And matter of fact, I'm going to award them punitive damages because you shouldn't have messed with them in the first. Holler favor, church. See, 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 money may buy you a doctor. Favor will make it such that what they said was wrong. Let me get in somebody's business. What they said was wrong on March 14th, 2018. When you go, uh-huh, am I talking to you? So what they said was wrong March 14th of 2018. Touch your neighbor and say, the Holy Ghost is real. He's real. He's real. God will get all up in your business and call out your dates. What they said was wrong March, I'm talking to you. What they said was wrong March 14, 2018. By the time you get back this March 14, 2019, they won't be able to. I'm going to need you to give God glory right through there. Somebody holler favor. What's this? What's this? <laughs> and God is able to make all favor abound. That means turn toward you. Which means, in other words, God says, I'll make people turn toward you. 
I'll make business owners turn toward you. I'll make your boss turn toward you. I'll make the company turn toward you. I'll make government officials turn toward you. One of the things that was prophesied to us last year is that the prophecy said we'd be the new sensation. And government officials would, would start coming and they said that who you got to go see is Bishop Foreman. And he said, and they would, they would call for you. So watch this. Uh, I won't get into too much detail. Here's what I'll tell you. As we've begun conversations, and here's all I can tell you, that, that those prophetic words, if you weren't here when what I was saying, I just got to go look a few messages ago. You can look at New Year's Eve. Uh, those conversations that were had are already in motion. Watch this. And we didn't seek them. They sought us. Because God is able to make... God's putting something big in our hands. Look at your hands. Say something big's coming to these hands. So you thought you were doing great, baby. You ain't seen nothing yet. You thought you were really doing something. You ain't seen nothing yet. God's next move is going to be his best move yet. If you believe that, somebody shout, I believe it. So here's the second point, because I got to wrap it up. I got to wrap it up. Second point. So first, we get to give. Got to have that mentality. I get to give. If you see somebody on the side of the street and you got cash, you get to give to them. Well, they need to go work just like I do. That's not your job. Bible says you entertain angels unaware, which means, watch this, that dollar you sold, you may have been giving it to Gabriel. You may have been giving it to an angel. That when they, watch this, when they saw that you could be trusted with a little, God says, now go and put the big stuff on them because if they can be trusted with a little bit, I know I can trust them with something great. Watch, 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 watch. So here's the second point. We live to give. We get to give. We live to give. Proverbs eleven twenty five. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched or flourish. Okay? I don't want you to have a bad mentality here. Like this is some get rich. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Say flourish. That means no need, no lack. And one who waters him, uh, waters will himself be watered. Come on. One who waters will himself be what? Watered. We're at our best. That's God. This is me. Not because I'm God. Just in the analogy. Don't start nothing. I'm not that guy. Your first mistake was thinking I was like most pastors. All right. This is you. See? How we know. Come on, cameraman. Come on. Come on. Come on, let's go. See, that says you. See, this says, who this is? God. Y'all got it? Everybody understand who's who? Say, I'm at my best. When I'm pouring, when I'm watering, say when I'm giving. See, 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 here's how it works. So as you pour, says he who waters will himself be watered. Stop. Here's your problem. You're expecting to get it back from where you poured it to. Bible don't say that. Bible says he himself will be water. So when you give, God says, let me fill you back up. Come on, be a good class and catch the point so I can move on. Now pour some more. Now watch this, watch this. Let's just, let's say you decide to just, I ain't pouring, I ain't giving, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be kind to people. I'm not going to love people. I'm not giving. I'm not giving financial. I'm not doing none of that, Lord, because I have bad, past, painful experiences. Because when I poured, people caused me pain. So I'm not pouring anymore. Well, then God says, well, then neither am I. So since you want to be stingy, God says, well, I could, but you keep what you got. I think there's somebody in here. Well, today God's going to start pouring again. But today, God's going to start pouring again. And as you give, come on here. 
as you pour, God says, that's good, that's good. Now let me fill you back up, which means God says, I've got an unlimited supply. That's when you are your best. Somebody say, that's when I'm my best. Thank you. That's when you are your best. And the Apostle Paul illustrates this because he poured his life out. Watch this. And he died empty. He didn't die full. Listen to me, church. Do not leave the deposit in you that you were sent to leave in the earth. In 2 Timothy 4, 6, the Apostle Paul says this, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering at the time of my departure has come. The Apostle Paul said, I have poured out my life. And he said, it's time for me to go now because I'm empty. Not my body gave up. Not, 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 not this, not that, that, the other. Paul said, I've poured out everything that I am. And you know what we often do, church? Can we be honest? Can we be honest? Four of y'all were like, yes, be honest. I guess the rest of y'all want me to lie. <laughs> Here's what we do. Here's what we often do. We often preserve instead of pour because of painful experiences from when we poured. Because now, see, watch this. We're talking about bigger than money. We're, we're talking about kindness. Some folk won't be nice to nobody. Some folk, some folk, you got you got closets full of clothes. You ain't giving them to nobody. I'm not that. I might still wear that, baby. You are 15 sizes bigger than that. This is it. Yes, with God, all things are possible. But that just ain't that ain't that ain't happening, baby girl. That is not happening. But I ain't giving nothing to nobody. See, see. So what happens is you get stingy. And when you get stingy, you stop pouring and you start preserving. I, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not, I'm not really into being nice to people. Cause last time I was nice to people, last time I bought somebody lunch, they didn't give me anything. So now you start having all of these rules and reasons of why you're not kind. Y'all are too quiet in here. Can, can anybody be honest that we've all done that? Haven't we all done that? I'm not, I'm not. Big, big. Deliver them from sex trafficking. Didn't nobody deliver me from what my daddy did to me when I was seven. So what happens is, come here, come here, come here. So what happens is, is now you preserve instead of poor because of past painful experiences. And so now watch this. You're full of all of what you're supposed to be pouring. And you're like, God, why won't you do nothing for me? And God is like, really? For real though? Why won't you do anything for anybody? You're blessed to be a blessing. You are not a reservoir. You are a river. I'm trying to get something through you. Somebody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. But if we look at Paul's testimony, y'all, let's be honest. We don't have any excuse. I mean, like, well, what's Paul's testimony? He tells his testimony in 2 Corinthians 6, uh, verses 4, down through verse number 10. I'm going to go through it real quick so you can see what Paul said. Paul kept pouring even though he went through this pain. You want to know what pain he went through? So what pain did he go through? Verse 4, but as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities. Verse 5, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labor, sleepless nights, hunger. Verse 8, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors, although we're the real deal. They acting like we the fake ones when we're the real ones. Verse 9. As unknown, yet well known. As dying, and behold, we live. As punished, yet not killed. Verse 10. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making a lot of other folk rich. As having nothing, yet possessing everything. After all that, Paul says, I still give because I live to give. You catching this? Sometimes you say, well, I have a reason of why I'm mean. 
I have a reason why I'm stingy. I have a reason why I do stuff the way I do it. I have a reason why I don't believe in God. I have a reason why I have tr- I have all these reasons. And Paul just get listen, you ain't been through nothing not like that. Okay, let's just call the roll. How many people, let's just see, mm, how many people were killed and came back to life? They stoned Paul so bad one time, dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Some people started praying. Paul woke up and said, where the next church at? We got to go preach. All they did was lie about you. They didn't stone you. All they did was make up something about you. They didn't stone you. You need to look at your neighbor and say, stop crying. Get up and conquer. Tell them that. Stop that. Stop sitting here whining about what happened to you and crying about what happened to you. They didn't kill you. And you want to know why they can't kill you? I feel like preacher. The reason they can't kill you is because they don't have the power over your life. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? God says he's got that power, not them. Jesus said, listen, you you don't take my life. I'm giving it. You missed it. Jesus said, you don't even have the power to take my life. I'm giving it as a sacrifice. So that if I give my life 2,000 years later, it'll be a whole bunch of folk in Denver, a whole bunch of folk in Dallas, a whole bunch of folk online that'll be able to say, I can live because he died. Brings me to my final point. Watch this. We give to live. Don't get lost because I know they're so simple. One, we get to give. Two, we live to give. Number three, we give to live. What now? Isn't the same thing, Bishop? Galatians 6, 7. You, 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 you know this one. Even if you didn't grow up in church, you know this one. In, in the world, they call it this. Karma. Old girl wrote a song about it. You ain't got to worry about me. Made it clear you unhappy. Go on, do your thing now. Because what goes around? That's Bible for you're going to reap. Everything that's in the world, you need to know they bid it from the church. Everything. Even the clubs. Even the clubs. You need to know the club is nothing but a bite from the church. What do you mean? They get dressed up. They go, <laughs> watch this, and they dance. Uh huh. They go see the bartender to tell them about all their troubles. Mm-hmm. They pay for an exchange of spirits. And then don't let their favorite song come on. They won't stay in their seat. They'll get on the dance floor and say, wait a minute. That's my jam right there. All that came from the church. The bouncer. (laughs) Just so you know, everything that's in the world came from the church. Just so you know. Dancing today ain't got no more clothes. That's David. Bible says David danced so much, David came right up out of his clothes. That's Bible. That's Bible. This is Bible. Everything that's in the world came from church. All right. Well, I'll go deeper into that at 1115. Uh, Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. 
In other words, God says, if I let you sow, you don't reap, it's a mockery. Some of what you call an attack is a harvest. You killed other people with your mouth. And so then when they do it to you, like the devil's just attacking me. God is like, no, that's a harvest. You talked about other people's marriage. Ah, shut up. And so now I'm not telling you to literally shut up. It's a figure of speech that I heard and I like it. So I haven't incorporated that. You talked about everybody else's marriage. But I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have this. I can't believe you living in it. And you married Ike. I don't know why. I don't know why. Sometimes it's a harvest. God is not mocked, verse says. For whatever one sows, he put the verse up, he shall reap. Whatever one sows, he shall reap. Look at me, 915. Here's the problem. It doesn't say who you'll reap it from. Nor does it say how you'll reap it. And that's why some of us get frustrated because we're looking for a return from the wrong source. Like, I poured all of this into this friend, Bishop, and they just disappeared on me. That's okay. So, here's what you'll say. And this is why now I don't do, I don't do friends. It's just me. I don't do friends no more. I don't do friends. I, I'm all in your business because some of you ladies, I'm all in your business. I don't, I don't, I don't get along with women. They all hating on me. Could it be that you have a bad attitude? And. They're not hating just when they tried to say, hey, you look like you were hating. And so they were just like, okay, fine. You do that over there. I'm going to do this over here. Say amen to that. We got to bust that up. Got to bust that up. Ladies, y'all need one another. Fellas, we need one another. Oh, come here. Let me just go. Let me go back. New Jack swing for a minute. Look at the neighbor. Say, I am my brothers and sisters keeper. Tell them, tell them. Yeah, I got you and I need you to have me. Watch this. And I don't just need you to be my friend. Watch this when I'm in the room. I need you to be my friend when I'm not in the room. Got to build one another up. Got to speak life into one another. Got to encourage one another. There's enough coming against us to where we don't need to be fighting ourselves. Harvest. We will not be a church that tears one another down. We will be a church that pushes one another forward. Watch. So look, here it is. Last principle here. Ephesians 6, 8. I'm giving you a lot of scriptures. I told you that up front today. Say we give to live. God is not mocked for whatsoever one sows, he shall reap. Say, whatever I sow. So so check this out. The sowing is a what? Seed. But everything is a what? It's a seed. So if you sow, watch this, bitterness. You know one of the things the Bible says God hates? Somebody who sows discord amongst the brethren. Somebody who starts issues in the church. Starts issues in the family starts issues on the job you need to look at some of them folk tomorrow and say don't you come to me no more telling me about what my co-worker did in fact let's walk over to hr right now because you've been stirring up stuff on this team and that's why we ain't getting nothing done because you didn't turn everybody against one another that's for somebody you sow discord here's the thing the harvest is always bigger than the seed so you sowed this little bit but you get back But now let's look at it from a good way. Any of us, we've ever sown some good things, love, encouragement, hope, 
money, time, energy, effort, food, four plates. Watch. Watch. Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing. This, this is where you shout, church. This is where you shout. Because, because, because I got to end because we got to get folks in the harvest shoot. So I got to end. So I couldn't work it the way I wanted to work it, but, but we're going to work it anyhow. You ready? Knowing that whatever good anyone does, Ephesians 6, 8, he will receive the same back. Look at me, church. Not from who you did it for. He's going to get it back from. So the people you help the most that don't do much for you, don't stop pouring. Because God says, you ain't going to get it back from them. You're going to get it back from me. Can I encourage somebody in 2019? To be fruitful, you've got to be a faithful giver in every way, not just financially. Yes, that's important. But you got to give your time, your energy, your effort, your love, your encouragement. Say, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Yeah, when you see somebody in need, you got to be a giver. When you see somebody that you can help, you've got to be a giver. And the Bible says that God, I'm going all the way up here. God will get it back to you by any means necessary. Because faithful givers, faithful givers, faithful givers, faithful givers. Faithful givers, faithful givers, faithful givers. And who's faithful givers in here? That's us. So what is God calling us to do? Flourish. Somebody holler, I'm flourishing this year. You just said it loud. I said holler it. Holler, I'm flourishing this year. And I'm out of time. This experience. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.